There are some people who don't believe in the Covid hoax, but who stu still believe the global warming hoax. That, I'm afraid, is like not believing in Father Christmas, but still believing in the Tooth Fairy. The Covid-19 fraud is merely a taster, devised to help prepare us for the next step in the global warming hoax. The discredited false threat of a global pandemic was merely a step along the way. The social distancing, the lockdowns and the masks were all part of the training process, designed like the recycling nonsense to turn the mass of unthinking people into obedient, brain-dead, virtue-signalling zombies, so full of fear that they'll slit their own throats if they're told that's the only way they can save their own lives. And it's the global warming hoax which is going to destroy us. It's the mad green fake environmentalists who are going to destroy us by forcing us to cold turkey off fossil fuels and live in a cold, cruel world where the poorest will starve or freeze to death and where the chosen few, the self-appointed elite, will ignore reality, worship electricity and create a pseudo-scientific crisis out of thin air in order to oppress, suppress and banish humanity, decency, dignity and respect from our lives. The Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, IPCC, predicts that a global warming of 2.5 degrees centigrade to 4 degrees centigrade would reduce global GDP by 2 to 5% by the year 2100, but that the global economy will, by 2100, be between 300% and 500% larger than it is at the moment. This destroys the argument that climate change will have a noticeable impact on the global economy. The International Energy Agency has stated that by the year 2040, our planet will still obtain only around 5% of its energy needs from renewable sources, including burning trees, known as biomass. If the mad greens have their way, and stop us using fossil fuels, there's just one certainty. Billions will die of cold and starvation. Of course, the majority of the preening, self-satisfied, ignorant global warming cultists actually believe that the world's coming to an end. The latest dire nonsense is that everything in central London will be underwater before we've had time to pick up our Wellington boots, head for the nearest mountain and pitch camp where we can choose between freezing to death and starving to death. The mad cultists have been told that the planet won't survive and that billions will die as the waters rise inexorably towards the heavens. There is, of course, no evidence for any of this. They started off by calling the plot global warming, but they had to change the name of the scam when it became clear that the planet seemed to be getting cooler more often than it got warmer, and they realised that calling it climate change would give them more scope to include more varieties of natural disaster in their propaganda. And don't forget, the whole thing was devised decades ago in a deliberate attempt to prepare us for the Great Reset. A group of British psychologists have reported that children are suffering from anxiety caused by the frightening predictions made by those claiming that climate change will affect our future. All this stress has to be added to the massive anxiety caused by the COVID-19 fraud. Global warming nutters have forecast that life on Earth is dying, billions will die and the collapse of civilization has already begun. 
They've compared global warming to the Holocaust, but on a far greater scale, they say. There isn't one shred of evidence for any of this. The IPPC's estimate is that sea levels could rise by two feet by the year 2100. How much of a crisis do you think this is, given that one third of the Netherlands has always been below sea level, some of it over 60 feet below sea level? The nutters believe this nonsense because they've been repeatedly told that it's true. The BBC says it's true and doesn't allow debate, as usual. The police allow the cultists to close down London because they've been told to let them do what they want to do to help destroy what's left of the economy. Incidentally, I see that they erected a huge pink table in London. I wonder what it's made of and how much energy was consumed in its manufacture. Were any power tools used? Just curious. The global warming loonies don't seem to aware that, be aware that we've always had weather and there have always been loonies warning that the end of the world is nigh. In 1817, the president of the Royal Society—sorry, in 1817, the president of the Royal Society in London warned that there had been a considerable change of climate that would lead to massive changes. In 1947, a Swedish geophysicist warned that the climate was warming up. In the 1970s, the BBC, that perennial source of misinformation, warned of an oncoming ice age as big a threat to life as a nuclear war. In 2007, we were warned that we had five years to save the planet. In 2011, the International Energy Agency said we had five years left. In 2017, the United Nations said we had three years left. In 2013, a Cambridge professor said that all the Arctic ice would be gone by 2015. In 2009, Gordon Brown, then Prime Minister, took time off from buggering up the economy to tell us we had 50 days left. Back in 2004, the Observer newspaper told us that we'd be living in a Siberian climate by 2020. Eleven years ago, Prince Charles said we had eight years left to save the planet. If there have been any strange weather phenomena in recent years, they've been man-made, but deliberately, not accidentally. I don't believe that any rational scientist who's looked at the evidence believes in the myth of global warming. Every time it rains, the cultists blame global warming. But the wettest day in Britain this summer was west, less than a third as wet as the wettest day in 1929, and just as a quarter as wet as Dorset was in 1955. We're told that hurricanes are more common now, but that's a lie. They try to push up the figures by counting breezes as storms, but the evidence is clear. There are no more hurricanes today than there used to be. The media just make more of a fuss because it helps the agenda. There are no more forest fires either. Climate change campaigners claim that forest fires are a result of global warming, but experts in both Australia and America have concluded that global warming's had little or no impact on the development of forest fires, which are, in any case, less frequent than they used to be. The average annual acreage of American forest burned is now around 6.6 million. Back in 1928, the average annual acreage of American forest lost to fires was 41.7 million. I'm pretty confident that 41.7 is a bigger figure than 6.6. Between 1931, which was the peak, and 2020, 
there has been a 99.7% decline in the death toll from national disasters around the globe. The cultists who worship at the feet of the doomsters don't realise that without coal, a fossil fuel, you can't make steel, and that without steel you can't make windmills or solar panels. They believe we need more trees to keep us healthy, but when they're not chopping them down and turning them into pellets to create electricity, they're chopping them down because they interfere with the new 5G equipment that will help control our new digital future. Much of the so-called clean electricity being sold in the UK these days is created by burning wood. And the wood comes from America where trees are chopped down before being turned into wood pellets, known as biomass, and then carried across the Atlantic in large diesel-powered vessels. They're turning food into biofuel and condemning millions to death by starvation so that we can reduce our consumption of fossil fuels. The new petrol and biofuel mix won't work in older cars, so the poor will have to walk everywhere. The cultists have claimed that climate change will result in koala bears, among other animals, becoming extinct. There are currently 300,000 koala bears living in the wild, and the main threat to their existence is the destruction of their habitat. As a result of farmers requiring more land upon which to grow biofuels. The United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization say that crop yields will rise by 30% by the year 2050. The planet's poorest countries will see their yields rise by 80-90%, to 90%, but the increase in yields will depend upon the use of tractors and heavy machinery, which will, of course, require oil. Rural areas of poor countries won't be able to afford electricity and charging points until they're richer. Global warming cultists will force poor countries to stay poor and will be responsible for millions of early deaths. And the nutters are now claiming to be able to produce green steel. As I previously pointed out, it's traditionally impossible to make steel without coal. But according to the Bill Gates-linked newspaper, The Guardian, the newspaper for the empty-headed and the addle-brained, there are plans afoot to manufacture steel without using coal. So, how can this be done? Apparently the new green steel will be made using hydrogen as a fuel instead of coal. And where does the hydrogen come from? Well, since pure hydrogen is, hydrogen is hard to come by, 95% of it's made with fossil fuels. So, that's how they're going to make green coal without burning fossil fuels. They're going to make hydrogen by burning fossil fuels and then using the hydrogen to make the steel. Expert engineer Gordon Murray points out other problems with using hydrogen. It takes huge amounts of energy to produce and it's dangerous to store. Murray says that making a litre of hydrogen uses more oil than it takes to make a litre of petrol. You have to laugh, don't you? And the UK government wants us all to replace gas boilers with hydrogen boilers, knowing darned well, incidentally, that hydrogen boilers are less efficient. The obsessive loonies who sort out all the rubbish in semi-religious earnestness don't understand that all the evidence shows that recycling costs money and energy and time and has been proved to do far more harm than good. That's why so much of the carefully sorted recycling is taken abroad to be dumped. The problem now is that few countries will accept Britain's unwanted recycling. 
because it just isn't cost effective. The recycling scam was just to create obedience, compliance and to prepare the dim-witted for mask wearing and experimental jabs. The cultists don't seem to care that a move away from fossil fuels will make no difference to the planet but will result in billions of deaths and a massive rise in taxes that will further impoverish the already impoverished. The crazy deluded greens and fake environmentalists want to stop us all using fossil fuels. They want to kill off the industries involved within a couple of years. Politicians using the earnestness of the loonies as an excuse for their insane policies and ignoring both the facts and public feeling are introducing absurd new laws which will destroy everything any of us values. In Scotland, the Greens and the SNP have joined together to create an unholy alliance of mad cultists. And remember, it's not possible to debate any of this because the mad cultists won't debate with those of us who know they're mad and they're cultists. The enthusiastic supporters of electric cars and wind turbines don't realise that we'll need massive new mines to dig out huge quantities of cobalt, lithium, nickel and other essentials. Try digging mines without fossil fuels. Electric vehicles have a higher carbon footprint than cars with combustion engines. And to add, the, add to that, the electricity they use is often created by burning fossil fuels. And those foolish souls who buy electric cars will soon find themselves struggling to find somewhere to drive them as roads everywhere are divided up to provide thousands of miles of ill-designed cycle lanes. The carefully, de deliberately and cruelly created myth of global warming has now become an integral part of the global economy. A professional investment manager publicly announced the other day that the world is undergoing rapid change amid the degradation of the natural environment and the looming breakdown of the global climate system, close quotes. There is not one shred of evidence for any of this. And in the absence of evidence, the cultists at the top are deliberately creating changes to our climate using geoengineering. They've been manipulating the weather for a long time, but it's accelerated in recent years. Also, they intend to send tons of calcium carbonate into the stratosphere to block the sun in the guise of combating global warming, when in reality this will only shorten the growing seasons, causing massive starvation. There's a surprise. Company directors are so terrified of being criticised by the cultists and lunatics who promote the global warming myth that they pretty well all rolled over and agreed to do whatever the noisy minority tells them to do. The same virtue signalling cowards still pay themselves obscene bonuses, expenses and pensions. Some company bosses are now taking their companies off the stock markets, taking them into private hands so that they can avoid the nutty shareholders and the regulators. The UK pensions regulator has warned the managers of pension schemes that they'll be in trouble if they don't make mandatory climate risk disclosures. They'll have to report their investments in companies which don't make satisfactory changes to fit in with the imaginary global warming fears. I suspect that pensions will fall dramatically as a result. More poverty, more starvation. In America, the Federal Reserve, the financial regulator and the Treasury are all looking into incorporating global warming policies into financial regulation. The same thing's happening in the European Union and the United Kingdom. Indeed, the UK appears to be leading the world in introducing oppressive 
and dangerous new regulations. The truth, of course, is that there's no scientific evidence to support the theory that global warming, or any variation of it, will pose a threat to our way of life in any way. There's certainly no evidence to suggest, let alone prove, that global warming will have any influence on fi financial institutions or the corporate world. What's happening is that financial regulations are being used to force through aggressive global warming policies that are neither necessary nor popular, but which are part of the Agenda 21 Global Reset and which were designed deliberately to lead us painfully into the world of the new normal. Moreover, activists everywhere are taking control of previously independent companies. In May 2021, a Dutch court ruled that Shell, the oil company, must cut its carbon emissions of 45% by 2030 compared with its 2019 levels. An activist group with just 0.02% of the shares in Exxon, another oil company, somehow managed to win two seats on the company's 12-person board. Not to be outdone, the British government's pledged that the UK will cut its emissions of greenhouse gases by 78% by 2035, compared to the levels in 1990. No one appears to have told the government that the population has ridden, risen by many millions during that period and will doubtless continue to rise. The UK in the year 2035 is going to be a dark, cold, miserable place. The UK's target is the most ambitious in the world and will cost taxpayers a collective three trillion pounds. There will be higher taxes and higher costs for everything. Replacing existing heating and cooking systems with electricity, which both politicians and campaigners appear to think grows on trees, will cost households huge sums. From the year 2025, it will be illegal in the UK to fit a home with a gas boiler, and existing boilers and systems will be illegal from the mid-2030s. Those dates could be well be brought forward. Homeowners will each have to spend tens of thousands of pounds on compulsory heat pumps, insulation and so on. If homes aren't altered sufficiently, then homeowners will not be allowed to sell them after the year 2028. They won't be allowed to rent them out either. The result, of course, will, will be that house prices will fall because of the cost of the legally required improvements and rental prices will soar. The poor will suffer again. The United Nations was ecstatic with delight when it reported that its climate change goals for 2020 were almost achieved with the global COVID-19 lockdowns. There will have to be almost constant lockdowns to keep the global warming nutters happy. Rich people in charge of rich governments are promising to end fossil fuel use by 2050. I wonder if they know how much pain will be involved. The poor will have to pay for this through carbon tariffs. The developing countries will be punished before they've even started to enjoy the delights of fossil fuels. It's an underestimate to say that hundreds of millions will die of starvation and cold. It'll probably be billions. The sanctimonious, virtue-signalling global warming nutters are so ill-informed that they're unintentionally supporting plans for global genocide. If they knew anything and really cared about the environment, they'd campaign against pointless face masks instead of wearing them. Billions of discarded face masks are now a major threat to all forms of wildlife.
Now that they've cornered the majority with the COVID-19 hoax, we have to redefine our beliefs, our perceptions, and we have to re-evaluate our enemies. For example, you should know that anyone who talks about sustainable development is a bad person. The philosophy known as sustainable development is a direct route to the end of democracy and humanity. It is never benign. The incompetent mathematical modelers and the social media snipers are spreading dread and suppressing truths with the same practiced skill that they employed when firing up the Covid fear and demonising the truth-tellers. And so the mad fools who terrified the world with a fake Covid pandemic are now going to segue neatly, as I predicted, into scaring the world with the fake global warming pandemic which they devised back in the last century and which was deliberately designed to control and to kill and not to save or preserve. The Chinese-style social credit system I've warned about is already here. Global warming will be used to tighten up the rules and oppress us still further. The loony pseudo-environmentalists are not benign or well-meaning. They are either ill-informed or stupid or malignant or all three, and they are our enemies. I'm afraid that the COVID-19 fraud was just the beginning. The truth is that the idea of global warming has about as much solid fact behind it as the existence of the dear old tooth fairy. Actually rather less, because when I was little I'd leave a tooth under my pillow and wake to find it replaced with a sixpenny piece. We had sixpences then. So there's more practical evidence to support the existence of the tooth fairy than there is to support the existence of global warming, global cooling or climate change or whatever the lunatics have decided to call it this week. Thank you for watching An Old Man in a Chair. Please subscribe to my channel on Brand YouTube and spread my videos about on other platforms such as BitChute, Parler, Brighton, Odyssey, Gab, Rumble, Libri, Twitter, Facebook and so on. There isn't much point in putting them on BNT because they're already there. Many thanks to those who've been putting them elsewhere. Do translations too. Thanks as always to Mohammed Button Brand YouTube for providing the independent platform. For the record, this channel has not been monetized. None of my videos ever has been because I don't want adverts near them. Don't forget to watch my friend Dr. Colin Barron's amazing videos, which are always pertinent and always entertaining. Don't miss the latest one, it's brilliant. Visit dailyexpose.co.uk, davidike.com, garethike.com and thelightpaper.co.uk. Please visit my websites, vernoncolman.org and vernoncolman.com. Finally, although it may feel like it at times, please remember, you are not alone. More and more people are waking up, and once they're awake, they stay awake. If we're going to win this war, we have to fight with passion, with determination, and with the facts. Distrust the government, avoid mass media, and fight the lies. And thank you for watching An Old Man in a Chair.